bottoms. I want all yeah. the treats. Get pregnant. Like I've heard of like, this. What is yeah. happening? And I it happens to me, and I'm not pregnant. I know, me too. <laughs> Welcome to the Living Wild Podcast. You're here to talk about real foods, real ingredients, and you're going to talk about it with real people. Your hosts, Marcy and Jamie, take it away. Hey, hey, guys. Hey, what's up? We are back in action here at the Living Wild Podcast, and we are just so excited. We have a very special guest today. Just in case you don't know, I'm Jamie Stuckert from the Wild Foods team, a co-host to the Wild Foods Podcast. I work alongside my brother and help manage all things social, marketing, content, and wild relationships. My background is in figure skating with 20 years of experience, and health and wellness is my number one priority in this life. I hope to share my journey with you all, but also to shed light on all the wrong things in the food industry. I'm Marcy. I'm also a co-host. I produce content for the Wild Foods team. A little bit about myself. I want to live in a world filled with delicious food, fluffy throw pillows, and a never-ending stream of gripping thriller novels. Oh, and I'm also obsessed with nutrition and all things healthy lifestyle related. And today we have a special guest in the house, Crosby Stevens. Take it away, Crosby. Hey, Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Tell us about yourself. I, well, let's start off. I'm seven months pregnant. Wow. Due in July. And you and look great. Oh, this is your third. <laughs> yes. Wow. My so third. Yeah, not- let's not forget the other two. Um, mm-hmm. I have two other little baby girls, four and two. Been happily married to my husband going on four years in September. Been together for seven. Oh gosh, he's gonna get so he's gonna crack up when he hears that. He's gonna say, Oh, you always round up. <laughs> <laughs> you love oh, rounding up. Love rounding up. <laughs> That's funny. That means you uh, love him. Yes. My passion with health and wellness really began in my teens and I'm I'm excited that it began so early, but y'all, it's it's such a long learning process. Mm, it is a journey absolutely. and it never, never ends. It's a constant learning process. It started when I was 14 in the gym. Exercise is a huge, huge part of being healthy and healthy living, but I realized early into my 20s that it actually has a lot more to do with your diet and how Mm -hmm. well you're eating and what you're fueling your body with, putting in your body. And that's really when I started cooking for myself. It went well into college. I I used to have actually a very unhealthy obsession with what I put in my body. I would never touch anything, quote unquote, treats. (laughs) Even during college? (laughs) During college. That's impressive. It is. Because... You've heard of the freshman 15, right? Oh, yeah, like, I didn't almost, have that. <laughs> think, you didn't have that? Thankfully, thankfully, yeah, like, but. I don't think I've ever heard of a freshman cooking their own food. Oh, right? That's, <laughs> That's foreign. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mom was like, I put $50 in your account. Go buy a steak. I'm like, oh, I love you. <laughs> yeah. She go, go buy a big, organic, juicy steak. Anyway, it was kind of like an unhealthy obsession. It sounds to me like it was I pretty mean, healthy. Right. It's It was healthy, but it was like a mental strain. Not at the time when I was living out that life, but it became overwhelming when I was out of college and there was less control around me. Mm. And that's when I really realized, tried to kind of venture out and 
eat less healthy and out of my comfort zone. Interesting. So yeah. you kind of went the other way. Kind of. Kind of. Exploring with all friends who want to go out to eat. Mm, and yeah. Drinking. Of mm-hmm. course. You guys just know how it is. With, especially yeah. in your mid-20s, it's like that's what everybody wants to mm-hmm. do. And I opened myself up to that more because in college, I was in complete control. Like right. I could control everything that was around me. I was just – it was basically just me I had to worry about. Mm-hmm. But then I became pregnant. My husband and I, he proposed to me. And then a month later, we were like, oh, my gosh, I'm pregnant. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so then my obsession with the health really clicked on again in full year. And I really took it very seriously since then. It's a really important part of my life and I'm constantly learning. I don't know it all, but I'm willing to take on that new information and explore those avenues. And I'm just really, I try to stay as open as possible and also feel compassionate towards other moms that aren't quite there yet. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah. For those of you who don't know, Crosby has an amazing Instagram account and it starts with mom. And that's why we wanted to have her on this podcast is because she has so much insight when it comes to having a family and raising them healthy with nutrition. And I think that there's so much information out there online. You never really know what to trust, who to trust, what not trust. You can trust Crosby. I think there's a lot of strategy behind running a household. And I'm sure you can elaborate on that. Managing a household and feeding children, cooking everything from scrap is truly a job in itself. Absolutely. And again, there's so much strategy behind it and there's ways to make it easy. And a lot of people feel so, or a lot of moms, I would say, feel so overwhelmed about preparing healthy foods. They Mm -hmm. think they don't have the time. They don't know how. And really, it's all very possible, but it takes learning and practice, right? Speaking of that, piggybacking off what Jamie said, so right now you have three different mouth you're cooking for. Oh, yeah. That's three different <laughs> palettes, shall mm-hmm. we say. What do you do when you face your challenges with picky eaters? Well, first off, I feel like 10 years ago, what did your mom slap on the plate? Oh, jeez, jeez, Or a spout of ketchup. So I don't do that. But Primal Kitchen Foods actually makes a really bomb ketchup. Yeah. If you're interested. But um, I don't use that often. It's not my go-to. Really, you have to like trigger off your kids' taste buds and mm-hmm. fire off the sour, the salty, and really try and stay away from the sweet. They want that flavor in their food and you have to figure out a way to make that flavor come alive, especially when they're young. I don't blame kids for wanting that flavor and if mm. they, they don't want bland food. That's why they... But do you of, think that they know about the flavor because they've been exposed to it? Oh, yeah, for sure. So so it's, if children aren't being exposed to it in the first place, they don't even know what exists out there. Like all, the, all this crap cupcakes, ice cream, cookies, if they're not exposed to it, which I get it, it's not like they're never going to be exposed to it. I understand we live in a world where it's all around us. The less we do it, the more control we have over it, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm sure you've experienced this. I know you told me a story about the lollipop issue in school, which is really interesting. I mean, shoot, I remember getting candy at school all the time. Like, (laughs) how is that a thing? It's so crazy to think about. It is. Speak about the anxiety that went into that. I mean... (laughs) But like, I've been watching your stories and I saw some interesting tidbits. It was a few months ago, you were putting vegetables or something in your children's food, but you mixed it up with something else so that they didn't know or taste it. Do you remember what that was? Oh gosh, it was probably one of my casseroles. (laughs) I think it's got, it had squash in it, which they love. They think those are spaghetti noodles. Like we don't really Mm -hmm. have spaghetti noodles in our house. They are exposed to these things at family members' houses. Mm -hmm. I have realized I have come a long way in four years. 
but that first year or two with having a young child and your family members just, you know, they are used to eating a certain way and I'm not trying to control them. You know what a spaghetti noodle is, but at our house, a spaghetti noodle looks more like squash, (laughs) spaghetti squash. Well, yeah, I snuck in some broccoli. There's some good bacon in there for some flavor and Mm -hmm. coconut milk and ground turkey. But I I do that often. Yeah, you got to, you just got to sneak it in. And sometimes to be honest with you, with my two-year-old, like I said, I'm always learning with my two-year-old. Y'all, she actually she hates peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That's so funny. <laughs> like, I grew up uh, on those. Oh no, my I know. Gosh. That's because I, if you don't give a child that kind of food, it's about exposure, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you expose them to things that you make taste good with seasonings and they're actually healthy, then that's what they'll actually gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. My mom did an excellent job with no sodas in the house. Oh, yeah, so oh to God. this day, I don't like soda. That's well, yeah, that's awesome. Mm, I, we drank a lot of soda growing up. Oh my gosh! Girl, my 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 yeah, my mom and dad actually like praise to God they did not um, expose us to sodas and lots of sugary drinks. It was water and milk. Mm-hmm. So I don't have that struggle. It's definitely like do not expose your children to these things. You are the one that is in control. We have so much control as moms. It does That's, start with you them. have basically all the control. Yeah, we do. And we I'll- have so much control. And with that to me is so empowering. I've loved following you obviously on like a personal level and just on a I don't have kids. So it's very inspiring that maybe in the future, if I do have kids, I just love following people like you and other other moms. Yeah, of course. You do an amazing job at showing other moms that it's so possible and you can do it. I think it's so necessary because I think a lot of people, a lot of mothers out there aren't doing what they should be doing. People aren't educated. Mm -hmm. They are not informed of how toxic the substances can be. These are really deep rabbit holes that you can go down. Nutrition, all the products that are in our homes, cleaning products, plastic toys. We wash our kids with. What we wash our kids with, everything. I remember you going through and looking at different toys and like the plastics that they're made of Mm -hmm. and all of that. I've noticed that you've done a really amazing job in the last year of going more minimalist in Mm -hmm. your home in in basically every category. Like me, like I did the whole Marie Kondo thing in my life, in my brain, (laughs) on my my desktop. I had to go all the way, you know? Oh, yeah. What are your biggest like pet peeves when it comes to things that are passed off as okay or healthy or a home with children in it. Those go to really fast snacks. These are okay. They're organic or. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, that's that's a big one right bar, there. Are wrapped up in whatever. I'm not gonna s- sit here and preach that I'm perfect, but I'll tell you what. When we're at home, there's a refrigerator with food in it. Yeah, that's where we go for right. snacks. We have a pantry with the baskets that are low enough for my kids to reach. They have oranges and apples and bananas. Now, I don't love that they're accessible because I really, really strive for my kids to have those three meals. I am not a fan of snacking with kids. Mm, Right. And it's so crazy because every mom, and this is just my personal belief, but every mom thinks that we we feed them and then we give them a snack an hour later and then we feed them again. Gosh, yeah. I remember that concept. Yeah. And that's what I was told when I first became a mom that like that's how you feed your kids. I'm just like, no. They do no, not eat not- their next meal if mm-hmm. I give them these snacks. And these snacks, if they're you're giving them the processed ones, they hold them over well into their mealtime. And that's why they don't want to eat their food. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's what I've come right. to, to find out with my learning on how you feed kids. Yeah. I really liked your story last night about your one, your oldest one who didn't want to eat. Yes. And I really Ugh. liked your approach on that. I think it's um, really important to highlight things like this because sometimes as parents, because we love our children 
maybe give them too much control. And in the end, it can hurt them. You want to share how that went last night? Oh, yeah. So my daughter, it was a little casserole dish. I love casserole dishes, by the way. For your mom and your You'll have to give me a recipe. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have oh. so many of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, it had ground beef, uh, sweet potatoes, avocado. And then she asked me, where's my fried egg? Oh, the top of the love the, that the dish because that's that. how a mommy usually makes it. So I put the fried egg on top of there, and then she says, "Y'all, she's eaten this meal so many times." Then she says, "I don't really like this anymore." I'm like, okay, girlfriend, you've eaten this like five times. There's just no way that you don't like this. And I was like, "Give it a bite." Did you even take a little taste of it? She's like, "I don't like this anymore. I'm not eating my dinner." And I think she was really distracted by she wanted to go play with this toy mm. that was sitting on the table, like in eyesight. Okay. She fought me, and she was like, "I am not eating my dinner." And I said, "Okay, baby. Then mommy's not making you anything else." And in our house, my husband and I have agreed that in our house, you're not going to get a snack because we don't like snacks. Our kids still ask for them every now and then. Mm -hmm. Like it's not really like a go-to thing. They don't expect a snack shortly after a meal. It is breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I told her that she wasn't going to eat anything until the next morning. Okay. And she mm -hmm. was down with that. Wow. Okay. Well, so you played hardball. no snacks <laughs> mm -hmm. and no no milk tonight. Because I usually give my kids a almond milk bottle or not her, obviously, but a cup of almond milk before bed to kind of tie them over because it's a long time mm -hmm. for kids to be not eating. She decided that she was not going to eat didn't eat any of her dinner, didn't take a single bite. And y'all, mm. she survived. I think the biggest thing as a mom is that we fear that, oh my gosh, my baby's not going to have any food in their bellies. And, and it's funny, since ever ever since trying intermittent fasting, mm -hmm. I've realized how long the human body can actually oh, yeah. go oh. without eating. And I've applied all of that with my own testing of it, how long I can go without eating. And I've applied all of that to the fact that it's okay to mm -hmm. not let, like to not force your kids to eat everything on their plate, but just also there has to be boundaries. You cannot let them decide that, well, I'm going to get a snack because they're going to know of I'm going to get a snack if I don't eat this right, right here. Yeah. If you're in the wild, that just wouldn't add up. There's no opportunity to go like grab a snack. You mm -mm. eat what your, your parents provide you. Yeah. I mean, there is no alternative. Yeah. But in the modern world, <laughs> we have too many alternatives and and that's where things get just truly messy. And then it becomes a habit. And then people live their entire lives with these habits. Yeah. Myself, who's mm -hmm. addicted to things and sugar and food, other things. So really powerful stuff. Speaking of sugar, do you want to talk about your thoughts on sugar with Ooh, children? This is a big one. This yes. is the biggie right here. This one used to, it's funny because Jamie, I struggle with my same, yeah. the same type of problems around sugar. Mm -hmm. Remember in college, I was very crazy mm -hmm. obsessed. I never had treats, never had sweets. Yeah. I got pregnant with my first and it's craving sugar monster mm -hmm. exploded mm -hmm. for me. I'm like, oh my gosh. God, I'm scared. I want all yeah. the treats. Get pregnant. Like, I've heard of this. Like, what is happening? And I. It happens to me and I'm not pregnant. I know, me too. <laughs> well, that's what I'm Maybe scared. the opposite will happen in like you guys. <laughs> yeah, right. I you don't just think crave that's gonna, uh, gonna work out. You're gonna want broccoli. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not gonna, that's gonna work out. But well, so I went from not ever having that challenge to that challenge right. was in my face. Yeah. Every time. And this is how I know that it is a very addictive substance and it's similar to a drug. My mom and my dad, they like their treats and that is their business. I have learned to not be judgmental of anybody around me that I love and I care about because that just leads to conflicts in relationship. When I go to their house, sometimes they have the treats around and you guys, even if they don't have them out, Oh, I you know. searching for that. Yes, I used to do the same thing. 
I do the same what thing. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I do the same thing. I, what I, is wrong with me? That is what I think immediately after the fact that has happened. Oh my gosh, like something's wrong. It's not anybody's fault. We're all talking about it with some shame. There are studies that show that sugar actually acts the same way in the brain that cocaine does. Yeah. That's why if you, if you give in to your, I've noticed when I let myself have a little bit of sugar, the next day I'm craving it 10 times more than yes, I, I was yes. with, if I had gone like a week or two without it. That's why some people think it's so crazy that I'm either all or nothing. You got to be extreme with the sugar. So what do you Our, do for their cakes and stuff? For their cakes? Oh gosh. Well, for their first birthdays, they both got like a little something. Everybody was expecting that to be a thing. And I was freaking out inside because I'm like, well, everybody wants me to do this. Like I'm mm-hmm. supposed to give them a cake and isn't that crazy though that you have this stress because oh, you're worried yeah, about very, what everyone else very stressful everyone else is thinking and right. saying and, and judging expecting. Like, and it's just so sad that we are like run by these outside thoughts and judgments it just Why? shows you how food how addictive food is the way that we've framed it in our minds but like, also the emotional position mm-hmm. that people have on it when they force it on you. There's so much power in this. It's like running lives. It's truly affecting relationships around you. It totally. is. Yeah. So wait, I want to hear, I'm sorry, I, wanna, I got distracted. A I want to hear what you you did about the cake. I got my kids a cake. You did? Yes, yeah, I did. How, how often? Much, how much cake did they get? <laughs> Y'all, like a sliver. But you know, and how they did they act had, afterwards? They never had sugar for the very first year of their life. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? And then the second year after that birthday cake incident, nothing else. But you guys, uh, again, family members, mm-hmm. this is a hard one. It's a hard right. one. How do you deal with that, talking to your family members about your wishes? At first, it was super uncomfortable. I would get hot and sweaty mm-hmm. because it literally eats me up inside. Because you're just so compassionate. I, oh, yeah, for sure. It is one thing for me to have my struggles. As a mom, you're just like, because I know, I know that this is not good for me. Like, mm-hmm. I know what I'm putting in my body. I am fully aware, but your little baby is not aware. They have no clue. No. It is your job to put the best of the best inside their little bodies and fuel them so that they don't have these the same addictions that we do when they mm-hmm. grow up and they don't yeah. have these same like relying on foods to help them as a crutch during really stressful emotional times and stuff like that it was really hard facing family members at first this one gets me oh it's okay it's okay you have to power through and you guys i am so much i stand tall now yeah and i'm like this is it's so inspiring like i like i walked into my mom's house this morning and my daughter's like i want cereal what the fuck we don't have cereal what I'm like, mom, hey, will you just please make her some eggs? Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, I'll make her some eggs. I'm not giving her cereal. I don't know why she's even asking for Mm -hmm. that. And it's because my little brother is a teenager and he is on his own own agenda, whatever. That's his business. I was like, mom, just make her some eggs. She's four. Okay. The first time I had to have that conversation with family members, it was tough. Yeah. And, but here's the thing. You just have to do it. You just have to start doing it. You have to speak up. You you have got to surround yourself with people that I get the chills. Empower you so to like good. deliver the message. And that that person for me was my husband. He was like, babe, you just have to tell them how you feel. Yeah, tell people you what up. you that's want. It. They don't know. He just reminded me. He's like, there is so many people out there that don't know what you know. Just tell them. Yeah. Inform them. Such a good and, message. I love that. You know, here I am four years later. The people around me that I love and care about are a lot more open to listening to me when I have stuff to share. Cause I do feel like I'm very knowledgeable on food and what we put in our bodies and stuff like that. And they're way more open to it. It's tough, but you just have to just put yourself out there as a Love mom that. and remember that 
Number one, it's all about your kids first and forehand. Like that is just remember that at the forefront of your mind, like that is why you're delivering this message. You don't want to start problems or ruffle feathers. You just want to deliver your message and you want the best for your kids. As moms, we all genuinely want the best for our kids. This may seem obvious to some about why it would be hard. This would be a challenging thing. Can you explain a little bit more about why there is that emotional aspect about talking to your family about food and how you want your children to eat? There is an emotional aspect because it literally fires me up inside just knowing that they might be, I mean, I don't know what else other word to use other than putting poison in their bodies. Like I, I also think that because the other party, they're feeling threatened on their own account. Yeah. And I you know it's, it's their personal to, choice. Right. And I never want anybody to think that I'm judging them or trying yeah. to come at them. I'm just like, honestly, this has less to do with you. And this has way more to do with myself yeah. and what I believe in and what I want for just for me and my kids. Like it literally, it stops there. It's so crazy because honestly, there's only so much you can control. I feel like, like you said, your children are your most important thing. So I can only imagine how much anxiety that would give you. How have you been managing that anxiety? Like what do you, what advice do you have to give to other mothers out there? Because their locus of control is is only inside the house when they go to school, somebody's birthday, they bring cupcakes, they bring cake. You can't- Which I'm sure is when the moms get weak because you have all these other people involved. There's judgment and it's hard. Yes. So what do you do? Tough one. Me personally, because you cannot control everything around mm-hmm. you, like outside the home, people say it's so hard to cook for yourself. I'm like, what? That's the easy part. Right? You're in control of what's happening in your house. Like to me, that's not the challenge. Sometimes it's a lot of work. Per se, like you're doing dishes and cooking, whatever. That is where you have a lot of control there. But gosh, as far as like school settings, because my daughter is in school, we do face treats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I have conversations with her teachers. Please don't give her a lollipop every Tuesday and Thursday. And we've switched to stickers. I mean, I can't control everything. So she's allowed to have one of those treats. And then that's that. For occasions like her birthday, <laughs> I made almond flour, chocolate chip cookies, She was like, two of my classmates didn't like these. Well, that's okay. Eight of y'all ate them. I'm proud of you guys. Like that's 80% of the class. I've noticed you always post things like, I snuck this alternative in instead of the unhealthy version. And to my surprise, all the kids were fighting over it. Can you give us some examples of that? Some like switcheroos that you've done that maybe other moms could implement? I saw you put lemon in the water or the almond flour was a good example. Things like that. Yeah, just making, they're basically Basically like alternative alternatives methods, yeah like alternative recipes to alternative the same foods if when this comes to a school setting for my kids and her classmates I just personally I feel responsible for what I'm offering other people's kids yeah and so sure. like you know I found the other alternative almond flour maple syrup chocolate chip cookies with gluten-free chocolate chips and this one's a tough one because I am not in control of everything else around me if I see another mom walking into the classroom with cupcakes you guys my stomach drops yeah so I'm just like oh. I don't blame I'm you. like I really hope those are not for the class today yeah <laughs> I, I, t- I tell you because I pride myself in what I make my kids send my daughter off to school with for lunch. And I'm like, do not give her that cupcake. She won't eat her lunch now. Crazy. And so that one's a tough one. I don't know if I messed well, that. Well, I think maybe 
what you are doing without even realizing it. Like just from what you've said, you're just accepting that you can only control so much. That's all we can do as humans. Is but I, I will say, don't stop what oh, you're doing. Yeah. Keep pushing. Starting that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Keep pushing and always stand your ground. I don't think that's an issue for you. But I think this laissez is a fair approach is what is hurting us the most. So if we're standing our ground, we're going to go forward. Here's like a positive way to look at it because I have bought my store-bought cupcakes before, right. but I've also made some really amazing avocado <laughs> cupcakes yeah, as well, like avocado brownies and cake. I'm pretty good in the kitchen, so I take other recipes and I, I know that avocado acts like a butter. I swap ingredients this way. I play with recipes constantly, which is actually why yeah. it's a really great resource to jump on my blog and to jump on my Instagram page because I do share those recipes there. I, you know, I only have so much time because I'm a mom as well. And this is not a job. I'm not getting paid to do any right. of the stuff that I do, but I do feel like I'm obligated to share these recipes so that other moms have those options out there. Here's something that I am in control of. I I am con- in control of presenting different ways of doing things to other moms in a really not so hurtful way. Like, mm. hey, try this muffin. Mm. Hey, I made this almond flour or pumpkin muffin. Look, why don't you give it a try? And they're like, oh, this is actually really good. I didn't say anything about the way they're eating or the way that I believe I am just simply offering them. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is why I'm like, yeah, I totally agree. I'm not going to stop. I'm not mm-hmm. going to continue. Like, if anything, I'm going to continue trucking even further That's great. this way and probably get even more strict and do things like make my my daughter's classmates you know, a 24-pack of cupcakes homemade that I made with really good ingredients. I'm going to go out of my way to do that. And hopefully, like, I've had moms text me, hey, what was that that you gave your kid? Because I really want to know because my kid really wants it. Gosh, I can't remember exactly what item it was. But it was something that my Harper had in her lunch. And one of the kids was like, I want what Harper has. That's how we get the conversation started. Of course. That's how we get other moms curious, like, oh, what is she doing? I mean, that is how a lot of moms learn what other moms are doing. Mm-hmm. We all talk. We all throw things around. So if I can continue doing what I'm doing it without stepping on anyone's toes because I don't want to upset anybody because I know a lot of people don't know and I have compassion for other moms that they are just trying to do the best that they can mm-hmm. with the best that they know to do. So yeah, that's why we we love your account so much. And it's so awesome to see you sharing so much knowledge every day and sharing so many helpful tips on how to navigate this treacherous situation here. I wanted to ask you, I saw a Snapchat of your fridge. It was incredible. You had meals, containers, containers. Yeah. Yeah. All meal preps. So yeah. Can you tell us about your meal prep strategy? Because I don't have kids, but I need to work on my meal prep strategy. (laughs) Yeah. All of us like non-kids over here, we (laughs) need meal prep help too. Yeah. Could you This is for everyone. This Uh isn't some, a lot of your content is not just for moms. I must say this. Yes. (laughs) It is so incredibly important. I learn a lot from your account and you know, you talk about cleaning products. Oh, the list goes on and on Mm -hmm. and on. That's why y'all need to check Clean makeup. But on meal prep. What is your advice to people out there, moms and non-moms? How do you do it strategically and make it work in your schedule? I pick a day and I do not grocery shop and cook on the same day because I, I will exhausting. burn myself out. Right. <laughs> I have learned that one. That one is very exhausting. If you do the grocery shopping and the cooking all in one day, putting a lot on your plate. Mm-hmm. So just be more realistic about your expectations with that one. Have your husband jump in and help you and then have a plan 
to keep your kids busy if you're a mom out there. Have lots of activities on hand, lots of coloring. Maybe try doing it during nap time if you're a mom. Mm -hmm. So basically what you do is you start off and you cook the bulk of your meat. You you get your husband, hey, you you grill this and use your oven. Use your oven. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right. (laughs) And use both trays of your oven. And start with your vegetables and start with really dense vegetables that will keep well for the next day or the next two, three days. Like green beans or something. And do not, yeah, and do not. Like cruciferous veggies. Yeah, carrots. Mm. Um, broccoli does well if you don't cook it. And the, here's the key with veggies is that you don't want to overcook them. You actually want to undercook them a little bit. That way they're, they keep well. And then same thing with it. You can make sweet potatoes and potato, big, huge batches of yellow potatoes it's honestly really simple in my head. You just protein, veggie, and a, a carb. Just batch cook it. Yeah, batch like, cook. That's like the, the way to go. You're so self-educated on this kind of stuff. Why do you think, you know, you always you say you don't want to offend anyone and pass judgment. What What is the reason that mothers aren't, you know, knowing this, this kind of information? I would say that it's probably just lack of self-educating. I heard on y'all's other podcasts, there's like doctors that stop learning. Mom's out there that stop learning. Yeah, that's a that's biggie. If you if normal. you stop learning, if you stop growing, then you're going to stay in the same spot and you're going to continue knowing the same information. There's not going to be any new information. So listen to podcasts, research, find people that know or seem to know what they're talking about, and then check their sources, obviously, too. Right. Just check mm-hmm. their credibility. That's <laughs> And then find out what works for you because although food is medicine, food for some people, like I can't really do a lot of broccoli personally. It's healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's good for you. A it's lot so of true. A lot of different people, like they just need to find what works for them and don't feel disabled when something doesn't work out. Try yeah. something again and don't stop trying. Don't stop experimenting in the kitchen. Like yeah. oh, I'm not a good cook. Well, continue trying. You know, I don't know all the information out yet and there's so much that goes into it. It's like just start, just start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it starts with mom. Yeah, it does start with mom. <laughs> Thank you. Love that. Yes. So, so powerful. Well, we appreciate everything that you do and everything you stand for. Also, just you you put so much time into this. It's so nice of you to share. You don't have to share any of this amazing information. And you take the time out every day and a lot of time. And you are constantly sharing. And when I watch you, I always think about how when I was born, I mean, my mother grew like she she gave me good food, I would say. She didn't give me a lot of sugar or anything like that. but. The amount of knowledge that is available now that wasn't available then is yeah. insane. And so when I watch you, I think it's like looking what at what I hope to be the future of all American homes in right. terms of nutrition. So you know, no, seriously, like yeah. we really appreciate I know. I would you. love for all moms to just feed their kids real food. That's all it's all about to me. Yeah, I'm, what, like, it's, I'm, I'm like, it's so simple. You just feed them real food. Like if it doesn't grow out of the ground, the majority of the time, or 90% nature. of the time you should be eating real food. I mean, I understand occasions and holidays and families. And also I come from a Mexican background. My mom's mm-hmm. Mexican. She cooks awesome Mexican food. I'm but, sure. But, I love um, Mexican. <laughs> I know. And I'm actually really compelled to try and make a bunch of healthy versions that of stuff that so she cool. makes. Because yeah. I'm like, your food is bomb. Like, I love Mexican food. But, yeah. you know, we we all know that it's not that healthy. Totally. Regardless, you know, just when you're in your home, when you're at home, you have so much power. Like, 
feed your kids, feed your husband, feed yourself real food. Yeah. Let's not forget about you here. Yeah, of course. (laughs) So that brings me to the wild foods products. What are some of your favorites now that we're talking about real food products or real food in general? Well, I have a whole cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wild yes. Food. yes. She is an Gosh. incredible ambassador of ours oh, and so sweet. loves our stuff as I much do, as really we love do. her. Yeah. I so do. what are some of your favorites? Uh, let's see. Every single morning, collagen shrooms and um, MCT. MCT oil. Yeah. I think I know your coffee. recipes. I think Probably I know all of them. <laughs> um, I make my kids a MCT oil and collagen shake as well. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Because I try really to sneak good. those. And I had put the fish oil in there too oh yeah that was great yeah of course see that guys you can (laughs) there's a little switcheroo that you were touching Mm -hmm. on that that's awesome get a little fish oil in your kid's diet for those healthy omega-3s that they're probably not getting elsewhere and i know you make those almonds that those like spicy almonds with the salt are kosher salt those are those look incredible oh you have to have the kosher salt on there right that's my favorite salt it gives it that pop Yes, it definitely popped. Well, we are going to wrap it up for the day. But again, thank you so much, Crosby, for being here. We are so excited. And make sure to give this a like if you liked this podcast. Also, subscribe and share it with your friends. We really appreciate it. Give it five stars. We appreciate your support so much. Thank you guys again. And we would love a review if you could take out just a few seconds of your time and leave us a review that helps us so much. Crosby, where can we find your information? You can find me on Instagram at Starts With Mom. And you can also check out my blog at startswithmom.com. Awesome. And a healthy life starts with mom. I love <laughs> That's it. That's my motto. And uh, thank you so much for having me, you guys. I could talk about all this for so love long. It. So well, you'll be back. Two, you will be back, girlfriend. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you. Thanks. This is just a quick reminder that the members of the Living Wild podcast team are not medical professionals. They are not doctors. They are not nutritionists or dietitians. They are here to provide entertainment for you to give your perspective on their thoughts making any radical changes to your diet do your own research and also consult a licensed medical professional and stay wild